It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. That's what it sounded like last night at the Town Bank Tower during the watch party for ECU women's basketball going to the big dance, the NCAA tournament, third time ever for the Pirates. And they will play number four Texas in the Seattle 2 region as the 13th seed. Uh, they have set a time of 10 p.m. Eastern. Women's hoops after dark. Pirates after dark on. Uh, Saturday. So uh, there'll be a lot of blurry-eyed uh, Pirate fans Sunday at church or uh, out at the baseball game because I'm sure a lot will be watching uh, the game that right now is scheduled to start at 10 Eastern, 9 local time out at the Moody Center in Austin, Texas. Uh, hello again, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Patrick Johnson Show. We've got a ton of news here for you in our uh, opening segment. Try to get to a Pirate report. Uh, we'll have our Inside the ECU Athletics conversation with Cliff Godwin a little bit later in the show. And we'll also uh, have for you coming up in uh, a little bit, Larry Williford, state champion coach with uh, Farmville Central. So uh, a lot of things to hop uh, into here. Uh, so uh, stay with us. We're, of course, leading you up to Inside ECU Athletics coming up at the top of the hour where East Carolina takes on or uh, East Carolina Radio will uh, feature Coach Kim McNeil. Uh, Coach McNeil will be the uh, special guest tonight at Logan's Roadhouse. So uh, we'll have that for you at the top of the hour. Uh, let's say hello to the uh, one and only uh, Chris Cookie Cook. Woo! What's going Cookie, on? Cookie, good weekend? Yeah, Doing it, was, all right? it was fun. Yeah, it was a busy weekend with a lot of uh, ECU baseball, and they did really well, swept the week. It was awesome, yeah. All right, good deal. Everything How have you been doing? All right? Yeah, everything's going great. I'm well, Cookie, you know, a little busy. Oh, yeah, I know you're uh, always busy. Cookie, nobody's as busy. You might be as busy, but you're not but you'll, busier, you'll as you know. You'll right, never Cookie? be busier than Patrick Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, hey, before we move further, and again, we do have a ton of news to get to here, so I, I don't want to dilly-dally on any of that, but I do want to give a thanks to Ben Byram. Uh, ben, of course, uh, the producer on this show for three or four years, gosh, and um, – Ben uh, did a really excellent job. He would, uh, I mean, he, he had gotten to the point he earned our uh, trust to to host when I was uh, out and with uh, increased TV assignments and, and that kind of thing. Uh, I felt really confident in turning it over to Ben, so uh, we were very, very uh, happy that he got to uh, to host the show on uh, Friday. Uh, going out, he got to talk to Jim Zoki. And uh, one of the other things that Ben got to do, and, I, and Cookie, you were telling me this. Uh, I haven't had time to go back and listen to the show, but uh, Ben was—he uh, didn't have some big flowery farewell. He just—he did it as as a professional, just like he would any other show. So I, I really appreciate that, and uh, want to thank Ben. Ben is uh, Ben's moving on to a, a job. You can't blame him for taking. We're happy for him, and uh, he'll still be around 
Greenville and all that. So uh, we'll, I know Cookie, you'll be hanging out with him and uh, and that sort of thing. So yeah, he's actually uh, we'll my roommate. In. So is that happen now? I didn't want to put your business in the streets. That, is that will go, is that happening now? That, or is will that going happen to happen this August. Okay, well we're not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. A uh, couple of uh, other things I wanted to get to here. So, but anyway, thanks to Ben. Great job here. I, I can't. I mean, I, I just don't have enough time to go into. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about it over the years. How Ben, you know, couldn't even get us on the air when he was thrust into the producer role as like a 17 year old he wasn't even allowed to 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 uh serve in the army or uh vote or uh buy smokes but he was producing our show and uh the second day he couldn't get us on the air but he quickly figured it out and uh ben uh was uh a real uh i really have a soft spot in my heart for ben i i really do and uh appreciate everything ben has done over the years uh he's he's done a lot i mean people don't realize and this year he's done a lot because uh, he's kind of the backbone of the production side of uh, the ECU Sports Network. So uh, anyway, uh, best to Ben. And uh, we'll be, I'm sure, hearing from him very soon or down the road uh, at some point. All right. Uh, we mentioned ECU women's basketball, the uh, 13 seed. They're going to play at 10 on ESPN on uh, Friday, uh, Saturday night. Uh, I understand that some things are still being finalized for potential radio coverage so uh when we are able to announce that we will we've got uh ECU baseball coming up um the game Wednesday has been moved to 5 p.m. so if you're headed out to the William and Mary game make note that they are moving it up from 6 uh to 5 my guess is this has something to do with uh you know uh I, I think this has something to do maybe with how cold it's going to be the next few nights and in an effort to go ahead and get that game started a little early uh, and ha- not have the guys out there freezing. That's probably why they moved it up to five. I, I don't know that. That's just my guess, but that was announced uh, kind of within the last hour here. Uh, so make note of that. There, That will preempt the show. I'll have the call on uh, ESPN Plus, and we'll, of course, have radio coverage Wednesday beginning at 445. Uh, now that the game has been moved up to five, we'll have uh, ECU coverage tomorrow. Coach McNeil will be my guest on the show, so we'll go uh, in-depth with her tomorrow uh, for a 45-minute lead-in addition to Pirate Baseball tomorrow. At, they'll be at UNCW. Um, Josh Moylan named the Player of the Week in the AAC. That came out this afternoon. Josh grows off of a uh, big pitching performance on Saturday. Uh, got a conference honorable mention nod. Also, the other big news as far as scheduling goes with Pirate Baseball, the UNC game rescheduled till 5 o'clock uh, to 5 o'clock on Wednesday, May 3rd. So make note of that. On May 3rd, the Pirates will host UNC in that game that was made up from where it was rained out the second weekend of the year. Uh, also, in the last uh, few minutes, it has been reported that uh, Farmville Central alum, state champion in his own right, uh, Justin Wright has entered the transfer portal from North Carolina Central. Um, so we'll see. Look, guys, a third leading scorer in the MEAC, led Central in scoring. Dude can play. Uh, you know, I just, it'd be a nice homecoming. I, I think these Farmville guys, look, Josh Short was remarkable this weekend. What do you have, 35 points? in the state championship game. He's the best guard in the state right now. And, 
you know, when you, when you talk about maybe sometimes these schools that are a little smaller, 1A, 2A in the rural areas, they're maybe not facing tremendous competition, but Farmville and Larry Williford, I mean, they play a national schedule. They play, you know, national teams. They play at showcase events against, uh, a lot of the private school powerhouses that are basically AAU teams. And, uh, they play in the wall event. That was their only loss of the year was to a team from New Jersey. I mean, Larry runs this like a national program with local kids, Pitt County kids. And I mean, Farmville kids. And it's, it's a pretty remarkable thing to see. Uh, so that is what's going on. Kind of a news roundup here. Uh, we're going to give away some tickets. I tell you what, Cookie, uh, you ready to do a quick pirate report here? Let's go ahead and fire the open. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, Cookie, let's start with cut three here on the Vast Soundbite roster today. Kim McNeil on her opening thoughts on the selection uh, from the selection show last night at TBT. Really excited. I'm excited for Pirate Nation. I'm excited for our program. Um, the amount of support that we're receiving is, is just is unbelievable. More from Coach Kim, a scout of the Longhorns. I know they're defensive minded. It's going to be just like playing Houston, man to man team, all up in you, um, real aggressive. So we just came from playing Houston, so you know the kids will be familiar with that type of defense. She talked about the emotions from watching the selection show. I'm like, are we really going to be the last team's call? You know, um, I, I just, I'm just so happy for our players. I told them, um, you know, before we got ready to play on Thursday, I said, you know, when you see your name called, that'll be something that you, you will never, ever forget. And, and I knew once they saw their name called up here, this is when all the emotion really was going to hit, that it, it's real. Like, we're really going to hit it. All right, this is Sadia Johnson on what she thinks of playing Texas. Texas. Um, I think we have real good chance. Um, I know Texas from what I've seen, they're also, they're also a very good defensive team, so I think it'll be another defensive matchup. And uh, Johnson on her role as a leader on the team. Um, going into this season, I knew that I would have to step up, um, having conversation with my coaches, knowing that I would have to be that leader and that person, just kind of help keep things together, especially on the court. Um, everyone has nerves, you know, going something like that. So I really just try to like keep my team together, you know, keep talking to them, letting them know like we're okay, you know, even though we were down or something, or if we're up, like, we got to play hard and fight hard. So I take that position really. All right, uh, let's transition to baseball. Five and a week for the Pirates. Cliff Godwin, discuss that. Anytime you can go five on, on, on the week is pretty special, especially the two uh, midweek road games. And Liberty's a quality baseball club. They played a really tough schedule, you know, three game set to open up at Southern Miss and then coming here. So, um, and they got some really good arms. I thought our offense did a really good job against their starting pitcher and we were able to get to the bullpen, and our pitchers were awesome. Uh, Alex Makarevich, uh, turned around and batted right-handed, I believe for the first time this year on Friday night. Could be wrong on that. He had been hitting left-handed, uh, because of a wrist injury, but, uh, against the lefty starter for Liberty, uh, turned around and batted right-handed and, uh, ended up having some success with that this weekend. Coach Godwin on AMAC. Turning it around in the that, box. You know, his wrist has been bothering him a little bit, so he hadn't been swinging a lot right-handed. But last night after his first at-bat off that left, I was like, hey, man, you're going to see him better right-handed. His wrist actually bothered him last night. I uh, met with him this morning. I said, I think he need to hit him right-handed off this guy. And he was like, 
Coach wanted to hit left-handed, and then he saw the wind, the way the wind was blowing. He was like, Coach, I think I'll hit right-handed. So he probably should just listen to me more often and uh, <laughs> would be in good shape. But uh, obviously got two big swings in the first game right-handed. We're uh, hearing more from Coach uh, Godwin. Uh, this was uh, the talk of uh, Ryan McChrystal, and uh, he talked about uh, McChrystal's injury and uh, the recovery as McChrystal got a start Saturday. Um, wearing me out about, you know, I can catch 27 innings, and I was like, dude, you can't catch 27 <laughs> innings. So uh, we're trying to protect him as much as possible because the injury he has is not going to go away until he can actually take some time off, but the doctors told him that he can't make it worse. So, um, of course, he wants to play as much as possible, but we've got to manage it, manage his swings and practice and all that good stuff. All right. Uh, that is uh, Coach Godwin in uh, the postgame Saturday. <laughs> Was that the laugh you were referring to, Cook? Okay. No, yeah. Inside we'll baseball there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we'll say that. All right. So uh, more on our Pirate Report. This is Coach Godwin, courtesy of uh, ECU Sports Radio Network. Again, he uh, talked about the uh, week that was for Pirate Baseball going 5-0. and By the way, they have moved back into the top ten in the D1 baseball poll. Yeah, I thought we played like ourselves from uh, Wednesday on and uh, – they're a good club. They got good pitchers. I thought our hitters grinded on them, and I thought our pitching was really good. And I thought we played great defense. Uh, to go five and zero in a week is is hard to do in college baseball, and our guys did a really good job. We got more from uh, Coach Godwin. He talked about uh, Carter Spivey's performance Saturday. Uh, I, I thought Spivey, man, he just kind of Houdini's his way out of it. He has not looked as sharp as he did in the you know last season, but he'll get there. But he kept, uh, you know, kept us in the game, and the offense uh, won a lot of pitches. And then uh, Godwin, Coach Godwin, on the pitching, winning the weekend. Um, it's been a long day, Coach O. So uh, I thought everybody that came in the game did a good job. Um, you know, just went out there and pounded the strike zone. I think we had 19 strikeouts uh, in this game, which is really impressive. And offensively, I think we had 17 freebies. So that'll help you win a baseball game. A lot of uh, deep counts in those numbers. Uh, Shaq, Joey Barini on the uh, post-game radio show talked about his first home run as a pirate. I'm just leaning off the inning, trying to get something started. Got a hanging curveball up in the zone, just put a good swing on it. I love the way Barini has found his way and kind of hung in there in the lineup. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that, I just like the way he plays. I really like the way Riley Johnson plays. I like the way a lot of these guys play, but those two guys just stand out to me as, uh, you know, really, really uh, do-whatever-it-takes kind of guys. Uh, Joey Barini on his relationship with Jacob Starling. Yeah, I mean, me and him have been living together for three years now, so we're real tight up in the middle. I like it. All right, uh, that is today's Pirate Report. Cookie, you ready for uh, a winner? Let's get a caller in uh, here at uh, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. I'm real good to the listeners. Oh, you're great, great to, to the, the listeners. listeners yes, you are, yeah, definitely. Because I'm not only going to give them tickets to Wednesday night's game against William & Mary, which has now been moved up to 5 o'clock, but I'm going to give them tickets to each of the games this weekend against Missouri State. So a pair of tickets to Wednesday night's game, a pair of tickets to the weekend series, each game in the series, plus a Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. Chico's had their big anniversary celebration uh, set for this past uh, weekend, and uh, 
a staple in downtown Green. In fact, I think uh, the Brain Trust, part of the Illuminati, I think they went today to Chico's from what I understand. If you know, you know. All right, um, let's uh, do caller five at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. When we come back, state champion basketball coach Larry Williford from Farmville Central He's going to join us on the Patrick Johnson Show. Plus, we'll tell you about our winner all when we get back. Good luck. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold, 94.3 The Game. Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Farmville Central winning the state championship for uh, Class 2A in hoops this past Saturday. They knocked off previously undefeated. Reedsville, very good young team, uh, but uh, Farmville was on a mission. And we've got Larry Williford, the uh, great coach of the Jaguars. We've known Larry for a number of years. Coach, always great to talk to you, my friend. Congratulations. Uh, another state title going the way of the Jags. Thank you, Patrick. It's uh, been, a, been a fun ride. You know, and it's been a ride where you all put the work in you got beat by a couple points last year in the finals, and then this group just was on a mission, weren't they? Yes. You know, very seldom I told our guys in the locker room right before we hit the floor at Smithson on Saturday, I said, not many times in life you get a second chance. I said, you guys get that second chance. Some of you didn't play very well last year. And I said, this is, this is, this is our time. I said, well, we, we put the work in. I said, let's, let's just go out and be us. And uh, let's not worry about history. History don't win no games. I said, let's make history. And uh, I think they were, they were fired up. I mean, we just had a great season of practices where people thoroughly enjoyed coming to practice. Yeah. And, and so there wasn't bad practices. And so, we, you know, when you guys are happy to be in the gym, you just continually get better. You know, does it make it easier for everybody up and down the the team to buy in when, as you say, because, I mean, you got a lot of stars on this team, those guys enjoy coming to practice. Those guys enjoy being part of the, that process. Yeah, and, and a couple of years ago, we kind of went away from the traditional uh, ones versus twos in practice, and, and we went to more of a competition-based, Mm-hmm. Where, where the teams are evenly matched, as even as we can get them. And when we rotate guys throughout the season, throughout the week, to keep it fresh, and it, it's created like a whole nother level of competitiveness in our practices because everything is everything is score-driven. You know, you're, you're taking score. There's a winner, there's a loser. Um, I think going to that, in 2019, I think is when and it was actually one of my assistant coaches who's now uh, head coach at Smithfield Selma, mm-hmm. who started. He was really big on it, you know, trying to, you know, trying to even the teams up in practice so they wasn't so lopsided. And it, I think it, it's really paid dividends. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, what is it? Metal sharpens metal, and, and I mean that's that sounds like a lot of what you've been what you've been doing the last few years. Yeah, I mean, even on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, the Wigan State Championship, we weren't ones versus twos. Mm. We were evenly matched mm-hmm. in all of our uh, full court, you know, live action stuff. Larry Williford, Farmville coach, is with us. The Jaguars uh, knocking off uh, Reedsville in Chapel Hill on Saturday, 75-63. We had coverage on uh, Talk 103.7 WTIB, the ref Philip Pilkington, and uh, the uh, one and only Needham Cheely uh, providing the commentary. Uh, in that one, Farmville has won the uh, 2A state title now. Five of the last seven, four of the last five, three of the last four. And uh, you'd have to go back uh, to 2018, the last time Farmville didn't capture an Eastern Championship. So it's been quite a run for uh, for Coach Williford. And uh, he's just not rolling the ball out, as you heard there, folks. He's he's working at this. Uh, this staff and his players work really, really hard to, to maintain this level. Uh, I, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, this roster and let you just brag on some of the kids, Coach. So uh, take it away as far as uh, – because what, you have a dozen from last year's team that came back? I mean, these are really, really fantastic yeah. uh, young men and, and great athletes and, and, and great kids. So uh, tell our listeners a little about them, if you will. I think everybody knows about Josh Short. You know, well, let, let me stop you there. If they don't know about him, their head's in the sand. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Jaw here in a little bit, but but go ahead. Well, we'll get into Jaw later. I'll, I'll start with some of the other guys. I thought, you know, Alex Moy, um, I mean, he was 6'2", powerful, uh, athletic, super quick, super smart. He was going to 6'8", guy Saturday, and I thought – you know, the very first play of the game, that kid dunked the basketball. Mm-hmm. And after that, he was a non-factor. You know, I thought Alex's defense in the interior was a key to our success. Um, I mean, he just played out unbelievably hard on that guy. And when you're 6'2", you're balancing like 6'8", you're expending a lot of energy. Um, you know, senior point guard, Jaden Pitt, uh, just had this job on, on their point guard. You know, Beasel has had a you know a dynamic, you know, super cat quick, gonna be a division one point guard somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um that's averaging about twenty seven, twenty eight a game. You know, him and MJ, our other guard, MJ Williams, did just a phenomenal job guarding them. Uh and they they not only did they guard them, but on the offensive end, they were very uh very aggressive and Everyone sells out to guard Josh Short, but then you're leaving MJ, you're leaving Jaden, uh, you're leaving Alex, and then one we didn't talk about yet is the one who got the most outstanding player award was JD Daniels, mm-hmm. who's a six three ish, you know, long, just a tough matchup because he can score at all three levels. Wow. You know, he can hit a, he can hit a three. Mm-hmm. He can go down the post. Last year, we primarily played him in the post. This year, we've kind of morphed him out to the wing where he's transitioning to where basically he can do about anything within our offense. Um, so, I mean, you know, those starting five had, had some battles. We got in foul trouble. Two guys fouled out. Uh, Chris Rhodes came in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. played a lot of minutes. A junior uh, did an outstanding job defensively. 
rebound the basketball. Brandon Knight, another senior, came in. You know, someone would have told Brandon Knight that he was going to play a majority of the fourth quarter in the state championship. He probably would have laughed on Friday, but he did. And those are the kind of guys that make or break your team. It's not necessarily your starting five. It's when adversity hits, when you're bringing guys into play, or how much are you going to dip? And I think at Farmville, we've been very fortunate that when we bring in guys off the bench, our talent level doesn't dip. We've got uh, Coach Larry Williford from Farmville Central. They won another state title on uh, Saturday, their eighth uh, all-time as a program. And uh, for uh, – for this uh, team, you've got uh, MJ and JD scoring 14 apiece. Then Josh Short, the game MVP, scores 35. Uh, look, I think New Orleans has got a steal because you, you talk about a winner and a productive player. Pretty amazing. No, and I, you know, Coach Sless at uh, New Orleans did an outstanding job recruiting him. You know, I, I think he was such a priority. He went on his visit, came, flew back from New Orleans on a Sunday. Tuesday morning at 7.30 a.m., Coach flew back down and was, was having breakfast in the gym with me and Jai just to let him know that he was a priority. And they wanted him, and they zeroed in on him. And, uh, you know, I thought he felt – he just he came back. He said he felt like it was family. And, uh, you know, he took another visit at Queens. I believe everybody thought he was going to go to Queens because it was in Charlotte. Uh, it was close to home. But uh, it's funny. We – Talk a lot in our basketball team, basketball program about being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And, you know, he went to Louisiana and everyone thought he wouldn't like it and he loved it. <laughs> yeah. Not, not hard to like the city of New Orleans. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a, a D1 offer, uh, for him. So they're, they're getting a heck of a player. I don't think there's any, any two ways, uh, about that. Uh, Larry, when you look back on uh, just Josh Short's career, how, how would I mean? You've had some fantastic players come through there in recent years. How would you, how would you, um, you know, d- describe Josh's career and all of that? I mean, you got to put him up there with, with, with the great ones. I mean, he played four years at Funnel Central. He played four state championships. He won three. Um, it's pretty good. Two, two. Two most outstanding players in the state championship game and one MVP. So in three of the four state championships, you know, he received an honor for, for, for his outstanding play. Um, very competitive, super, super competitive. And I believe when he was young, having to guard Justin Wright, yeah. Samash Tilt, or Quavion Smith every night in practice. Really, as a, as a ninth grader, he wasn't happy with his playing time. I know he wasn't. But I believe that year, having to go against that trio of guards really set him up for his sophomore, junior, senior year. Cause you're not going, you're not going to go against nobody better than those three. Right. I and mean, if you look at what those three are doing in college right now, Justin Rice, leading scorer in North Carolina Central, mm-hmm. third leading scorer in the conference. Samash Teal was MVP of the CIAA championship. Everybody knows what Jaquavion Smith is doing in NC State. Yeah. So that's who he was facing every night in practice. Hey, as uh, you look uh, ahead to just uh, 
you know, next season, uh, you were telling me before we went on here that you've got a really good collection of guys coming back, and I'm sure some other guys in the, in the pike uh, in the program there. So what can folks expect out of the Jags, you know, uh, let's just say next season? The great thing about being a high school coach is that the deck always gets reshuffled. Yeah. And to me, that I love challenges. You know, uh, I'm excited, very excited about some of what these younger guys can do. Our JV program went 18 to two, um, co-conference champs with, with Green Central. Um, we probably could have put several of those guys down on our JV team. The JV team would have been even better, but we moved them up to play varsity. You know, we were turning eight guys. There's a lot of talent that people hadn't seen yet. So I'm excited, you know, that's, that's the great thing about being a high school coach is that, you know, uh, there's always next year. And if you've got any competitive juices flowing in you, uh, you, I'm excited about getting on the court with those guys and seeing when they're going to get the big time minutes, you know, how they're going to be. Yeah. Hey, congratulations on uh, this state title and uh, congratulations to this group. Uh, Great team, great uh, career for Josh Short and the others uh, that were, were seniors. And uh, congrats to you. You do a great job with that program, Larry. And uh, we're always happy when the uh, Jags can, can clip some nets and bring some hardware home. Well, I've been a lucky man. I've been lucky to be a farm boy, and I appreciate everybody's support. Larry, thanks a lot. Take care, Coach. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep, bye to you. There he goes, Larry Williford. What a job he's done. One of the good guys. Known Larry a long time and uh, just a basketball guy and uh, does a great job uh, at Farmville. Uh, big thanks to uh, Matthew from Robertsonville over in Martin County, the winner of our uh, tickets. Before that interview, he uh, got tickets to the Wednesday evening William & Mary game, which is now at 5 o'clock. Uh, and then the games this weekend against Missouri State at uh, Clark LeClaire Stadium, also Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. I want to give a shout, too, to our guy, Ronald Vincent. They've named the field Ronald R.V. Vincent Field at Guy Smith Stadium. Fitting. Uh, They'll have a a ceremony to honor R.V. That was set for Friday, but uh, the weather moved it. So Thursday will be the – Thursday the 30th will be the day they will do that. Thursday, March 30th, uh, they'll have the official uh, kind of honoring uh, R.V. ceremony at – Guy Smith Stadium. So uh, congrats to our guy, our homeboy, uh, the legendary Ronald Vincent, over 990 wins, the winningest baseball coach in uh, North Carolina history uh, at the uh, the high school ranks. Okay, let's uh, get ready for our Inside the ECU Athletics, or rather our Inside uh, the ECU Clubhouse segment with uh, Coach Cliff Godwin. We'll do Inside ECU Athletics at the top of the hour with Kim McNeil from Logan's. Uh, But right now, uh, an update from the uh, one and only Double C, DJC squared, more appropriately. Uh, Chris Cook has a uh, 94-3 the game update. It's chalked with a lot of information. Take it away, Cookie. Starting off, ECU women's basketball found out last night who their tournament opponent will be, and they will be heading to Austin, Texas as the 13th seed to face off against UT in the first round. This is the first time ECU has made it since all the way back in 2007. ECU baseball star Josh Moylan was named the AAC Player of the Week. 
while Josh Groves was named an honorable mention. ECU baseball had a successful week on the diamond, going 5-0 and throughout the week, capping off with three straight wins against Liberty. Coach Godwin had this to say about the team's great week. Yeah, I thought we played like ourselves from uh, Wednesday on, and uh, they're a good club. They got good pitchers. I thought our hitters grinded on them, and I thought our pitching was really good, and I thought we played great defense. Uh, to go 5-0 and in a week is, is hard to do in college baseball, and our guys did a really good job. The entire bracket for the men's NCAA tournament has been released. The last four in were Mississippi State, Pitt, Arizona State, and Nevada, while the first four out were Oklahoma State, Rutgers, UNC, and Clemson. Justin Wright from NC Central has entered the transfer portal. He played in high school at Farmville Central. He is the he was the leading scorer for leading scorer for Central this season, averaging 16 points per game. Duke is entering the NCAA tournament as the East Region's fifth seed after claiming the ACC tournament title last week. The Blue Devils will square off against 12th-seeded Oral Roberts at the Amway Center in Orlando on Thursday night. The Wolfpack will take on 6th-seeded Creighton in the first round at Ball Arena in Denver on Friday afternoon at 4. And congrats to Farmville Central Basketball for winning another state basketball championship. The Jaguars took home their 8th title all-time after knocking off undefeated Reedsville by a dozen on Saturday. And some breaking news from a few hours ago, Jimmy Garoppolo is signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Jason Kelsey has announced that he will return to the Eagles for at least one more season. The Atlanta Falcons have acquired Patriots tight end Jonu Smith. The Miami Dolphins have signed quarterback Mike White to a two-year, $16 million deal. The Lions have reached a three-year deal with cornerback Cameron Sutton. And finally, the Carolina Panthers have signed veteran safety Von Bell. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. Guten Tag, this is my auto. Like us on Facebook for breaking sports stories and the latest from around the Pirate Nation. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's 94.3 The Game's Facebook page. Like us and follow us there today. Pirate Baseball with a 5-0 week last week. They'll have another challenging one ahead of them. ECU coach Cliff Godwin joins us uh, here as we talk uh, all things Pirate Baseball. Coach, congratulations. Nice uh, run for the Pirates, and uh, hopefully it will continue into this week. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. So, uh, obviously, always tough when you got to play those doubleheaders. Uh, and uh, I-, I thought your guys showed a great deal of focus Saturday and, you know, what was uh, kind of a long day, long night at the ballpark. Uh, assess uh, the whole weekend against a really good Liberty program and uh, assess the weekend from uh, the perspective of playing two on Saturday? Well, first off, just about playing two on Saturday. You know, you can't control the weather. So going into the weekend, it looked like we might be able to play the game at 10 a.m. on Sunday. And, of course, college coaches, nobody ever wants to play a doubleheader. Um, staff, players, I mean, that's just not what you want to do. So Scott Jackson, who's one of my best friends, and I had talked throughout the week and you know, we're just going to plan on playing at 10 a.m. Of course, we wake up Saturday morning. You look at the weather. It's going to be raining at 10 a.m. So really a last-minute adjustment, which makes it even a little bit harder. But we knew we to play three, we'd have to play two. So that's what we did. But I thought our guys were, were awesome. I thought Josh Groves really set the tone in that first inning going out there. And, and that's his, probably the best inning I've ever seen him pitch in his life. He was just dominant and just piling the strikes on with really good stuff. So. 
But our guys uh, definitely showed up the third game, which is the hardest of all the games, especially being a doubleheader. We uh, saw Ryan McChrystal get back and, and get his first uh, start of the season. Uh, Coach, uh, how's he feeling after that? And uh, it is uh, it has been something where we did start to see him uh, here and there last week. Well, he, he got his first uh, playing time at Queens on Tuesday, which really wasn't by design. We were kind of in a bind. and um, He had been building up, but we weren't going to play him until the weekend. But, you know, talking with uh, Zach Womacker, athletic trainer, in the middle of the game, and then Ryan McChrystal when we pitch it for uh, J-Dub, and, um, you know, Ryan was going to have to go in. He was going to have to – catching was fine, but we were a little bit worried about the hitting, and he got a really big hit to lead off the inning in the 10th inning at Queens. Um, he felt good after that. Um, you know, I'm sure he was uh, a little bit sore yesterday. We had yesterday off. Um, today we'll lift and hit in the cages a little bit before we get ready for UNC Wilmington. But um, he's been feeling good, and a lot of credit goes to Zach Womack and uh, Kevin Youngs for just uh, working with him and getting to a position for him to be able to play. Alec uh, Makarevich, uh multi-homer game turned around hit from the uh, right side and uh, he needs to listen to coach g a little more i guess right (laughs) well you know uh after his first at bat on friday night against their lefty Uh i just talked to him was like hey man like you're gonna see this guy better right-handed and um he actually put together pretty good at bat um fouled off some tough pitches and then ended up striking out and he uh was a little bit sore because he's got a little bit of a wrist mm-hmm. uh, aggravation thing going on. And um, Sunday or Saturday morning, uh, I talked to him, and once again, I said, hey, look, I think you're going to see the lefty that we're facing a lot better right-handed. And he said, I'm a little sore, so I think I'm going to face him left-handed. And I said, well, look, it's you know your decision. He's been in our program for a long time, so I trust him. And then he went out and looked at the wind, and the wind's galing in from right field. So then he goes, oh, I think I'll hit right-handed. So, um it worked out. I'm glad he hit right-handed, hit two home runs, and had a really good day offensively. Do you think that might be something from an output standpoint to get him going a little more? Um, you know, he's put together – it's been a different year for him. Mm-hmm. He's taken his walks more this year than he has in the past. Um, you know, in the past he never used to walk, and he's striking out a lot less. So, um, you know, his numbers, if you look for pure production, might be a little bit down from what people expect. But for me, he's putting together really quality at bat. It, it seems like this team on the whole is doing that. I know there's some guys that have maybe uh, scuffled a little bit here and there. But by and large, it seems like right now those uh, the, the, those uh, quality at bats are, are, are being strung together up and down the lineup. Is that uh, is that what you're feeling right now, Coach? Definitely, um, you know, this weekend I thought we did a really good job. We call it keeping the chain connected of whatever our approach is and, um, you know, being aggressive in the zone when they're throwing the, the ball to the plate. But if they're not, then take walks. And we did a really good job of that this weekend. We're talking uh, ECU baseball with Pirate coach uh, Cliff Godwin with us here. Shaq homered. Yeah, it's a big uh, – and really against the wind. I mean, he crushed that ball. Yeah. Hanging breaking ball, and uh, he got all of it for sure. So that was awesome to see. Did he hit one in one of the preseason scrimmages? Uh, I'm sure he did. The okay. first one I remember was at UVA, um, not this past fall, fall before last. Right. Um, he hit one at UVA that was a bomb. 
that everybody kind of was like, oh, my goodness. Like, didn't know he had that in him. So, um, but, yep, first career um, homer, so that was awesome. Barini's interesting, Coach, because he, he just is one of those guys that he, he seems like he's going to find his way into the lineup for you. Well, he's worked his tail off, I mean, to put himself in a position to play shortstop for us. And um, really, I think he's had around 60 at-bats in his first two years, but a lot of crucial at-bats uh, coming off the bench. So he has uh, worked his tail off to put himself in a really good position. Uh, we're uh, talking baseball with uh, Coach Godwin here. Pirates uh, will head to Wilmington tomorrow. Uh, they'll host William & Mary Wednesday in the midweek and then uh, the series with Missouri State uh, coming up as uh, well. Coach, anybody else from the weekend as far as the uh, everyday guys or position guys or anybody that, that maybe, you know, came off the bench uh, on that uh, in that long day Saturday uh, that stood out to you? Yeah, all the guys. I thought all the guys who came off the bench did a really good job. Um, you know, you look at and we got every position player in the game. Um, the last, uh, you know, last game, game three, um, Nick DeLisi got his first uh, college mm-hmm. hit, which was awesome. Caught two innings. Um, but a lot of guys, I mean, Dixon Williams came off the bench. Uh, Rasmussen, uh, Nate Chrisman, uh, Burgess. So a lot of guys came off the bench. And Cam Murphy and did what they were supposed to do. You know, you you, you played catcher. We've talked about that a lot of times. So you, you maybe take a shine to some of those guys. Uh, ben Newton uh, last year and uh, and, and then – Obviously, uh, the job that uh, has been done so far uh, early season, um, you know, I, I, but but Delisi, tell us a little bit about him. Uh, you, you know, I know you mentioned him, it seems like, in the preseason, but uh, give us a little bit on, on uh, Delisi and, and kind of what his prospects are. Well, he had a, a shoulder injury coming out of high school, so uh, he was not able to catch in fall scrimmages because he couldn't throw 100%. And, um, he is 100% healthy now, but just learning how to navigate a pitching staff, keep the ball in front of him, receiving, all that stuff. Uh, Kobe Borders worked really hard with him in the fall, and, and now you can see he's kind of coming. He's kind of coming into his own. Um, he's actually you know, working on his arm strength, and that's getting better as well. So uh, definitely his, his best days are in front of him because he's continuing to work hard and uh, to continue to get better every day. Coach, we know you played the position. Is, is there anything on the whole, and I know everybody's different, but is there anything on the whole that when you're making that jump from high school to college that every catcher is going to have, you know, a learning curve, or, or is it just all very individual? It is individual, but there's a big learning curve because even if you have one really good pitcher on your high school team, which um, some guys have that, some guys don't, but now you're coming to catch really elite pitchers, you know, up and down the staff and everybody's stuff's different. It moves different. So just getting used to those guys and getting comfortable back there, it, it is a big jump. So, and I think the Lisi's actually gotten a lot better since when he stepped foot on campus to where he is today. We're uh, talking ECU baseball with uh, Pirate head coach Cliff Godwin. Uh, Pirates uh, coming off a 5-0 and uh, week and uh, East Carolina uh, is uh, looking to keep it rolling. They'll hit the road again uh, tomorrow against UNCW. We'll get coaches' uh, thoughts on uh, just the, in general that rivalry. Fifteen walks drawn uh, against uh, Liberty, including uh, five by Luke uh, Nowak alone. Talk about his, if you will. I hate to say whenever when interviewers say talk about, but but could you talk about 
could you talk about, Coach, uh, you know, what he's doing at the top of the lineup for you? Because it obviously brings the dynamic of speed. I mean, he legged out a, a hit, I recall, or an infield ball, I recall, on a Friday night. But, uh, you know, the speed is, is a part of it. Obviously, uh, what he's doing up at the plate as far as discipline is another part of it. So it, it just seems like a Luke's bringing a real dynamic to this Pirate team at the top of the order. He's done a really good job. You know, he, he knows the strike zone very well, has a good eye. Um, I don't know if I've ever coached a guy that walked five times in a game before. So um, he makes you throw the ball to the plate. Then he puts a lot of pressure on the defense from his feet because he can hit the ball to the left side. And if you bobble it or you don't uh, get rid of the baseball quickly, then he's safe. And then once he's on base, the pitcher has to worry about him and the catcher and our other hitters get better pitches because they're concentrating on, you know, no whack at first base or second base. So uh, he's done outstanding and just been a great asset to our team. You could hear more of our interview with Coach Godwin as we go inside the ECU clubhouse uh, every Monday on 94.3thegame.com. The podcast is right there on the uh, homepage. You could also listen to past editions if you uh, care to. Uh, for the first time, or relive the magic of other uh, interviews with Coach G. Uh, you can uh, check that out, 943thegame.com. It's right there on the homepage. We usually uh, update that on Mondays, uh, late morning, midday at the latest. So uh, make that part of your uh, podcast rotation. And uh, more on uh, what Coach Godwin was talking about is available right now online, 943thegame.com. We're going to grab a break. When we uh, come back, we're going to get ready for uh, – Inside ECU Athletics, the radio show from Logan's Roadhouse, taking you there to the uh, top of the hour and wrapping up our Monday edition of the PJ Show, so stay tuned. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Tar Heels decided not to participate in the not-in-the-tournament event, NIT. You know, look, Roy Williams last time and the times that the Tar Heels didn't make the big dance would use the NIT to kind of get ready for next year. And you would think with all that talent that is sitting on the bench for the uh, Tar Heels, they would uh, maybe try to play and, and, and give those guys some minutes, take a look at next year. But I guess they're talking about they're going to be heavy in the portal, and I'm sure there's going to be people heavy in the portal to get the hell out of there. It's a It is a disaster right now. And, I mean, I said this years ago, I think the Shire hire is going to be better for Duke than the Hubert hire for UNC. And, and I know that looked a little different last year because of the way UNC ended the the K season and the Duke season. But outside of that one-month run, it has not been smooth sailing in Chapel Hill. And, I mean, he's been stubborn. He's kind of kept a, a, a tight rotation. And the same guys that, uh, frankly, have not been big game winners. I, you should have played. I mean, I, I get it. It's not what you wanted, but I just I think it would have, for the good of the kids, unless the kids didn't want to play. I guess that's some of the reports, too. They all hate each other anyway. Uh, thanks to Cliff Godwin and thanks to uh, Larry Williford. Stay tuned. Inside ECU Athletics is next with Kim McNeil. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>